0: Hello and welcome to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Baum. I'm here to share techniques and tools to help you engage with your audience and bring art, objects and ideas to life. So let's dive into this week's show. So welcome back to the Art Engager podcast. This is episode three and today I'm talking all about thinking routines. So thinking routines are an essential part of my method, Visible Thinking in the Museum. They've been a vital ingredient in helping me to confidently create engaging discussions around objects and artworks over the past 10 years. And they've also been a great way to engage audiences to get them really interested in art and objects, to get them curious and asking questions and, of course, to get them thinking too. But what are thinking routines and how can you use them? So that's what we're discussing in this week's episode. So let's start by talking about what routines are generally. So a routine is... Generally, a sequence of actions or a pattern of behaviour that is regularly followed. So, for example, routines you have in your everyday life, like brushing your teeth or going for a run every day. These are actions or behaviours that you do regularly. And once you've done them for a certain period of time, they become part of your routine. So what then are thinking routines? So thinking routines originated uh, in Project Zero's Visible Thinking Research Initiative, and they are tools specifically designed to help support and guide mental processes or thinking. They consist of a set of questions or a brief sequence of steps used to scaffold and support thinking. So, these short, easy to teach steps get used in a regular fashion. They are typically short and memorable. As I said, they only have a few short steps, and the steps are normally based on carefully crafted questions. For example, in See Think Wonder, the three questions are What do you see? What do you think about that? And the last question, what does it make you wonder? And these thinking routines guide the analysis of a wide variety of materials. So, for example, artworks, photographs, uh, documents, newspaper articles, museum objects and so on. They also have quite catchy and appealing names, so See Think Wonder is probably the most famous or Think Puzzle Explore, and this helps you learn them by heart and so that you can recall them independently when you need to. So let's look now at where you can use them. So thinking routines can be used across a variety of contexts and different environments from schools where they were actually developed to universities, uh, private organisations and corporations, and of course, museums, heritage and cultural organisations. It's worth noting they're also not subject-specific either. So thinking routines have a really wide appeal and can be applied across a variety of disciplines, so including the arts, history, maths and science contexts. And their flexibility means that they can be used uh, by individuals as well as in groups as well. So how many thinking routines are there? So as I mentioned uh, just a few moments ago, thinking routines originated in the Visible Thinking Research Project at Harvard's Project Zero. And over the years, researchers have enhanced and expanded the number of thinking routines from the original small group to a much larger list. And there's also lots of new projects at Project Zero that have also developed new thinking routines. And I've compiled a list because I couldn't find one single place with all the thinking routines that I wanted to. It's called the Ultimate Thinking Routine List. And on that, there are 90 plus thinking routines. I say 90 plus because I'm about to update it with some new thinking routines. And I'll put a link to this list in the show notes. So the majority of the visible thinking routines are in the two books that have been published. So the first is called Making Thinking Visible, and that I believe is from 2011. And the second book, The Power of Making Thinking Visible, which came out last year. There are also thinking routines from other projects. There's the Artful Thinking Project, Agency by Design and also the Out of Eden Learn Project too. So do look up their thinking routines. There are also thinking routines that have been developed by teachers, researchers and museum educators that are not listed in either the Project Zero books or on the Project Zero website. But I have tried to include them on my ultimate thinking routine list. So each routine encourages certain types of thinking and the name of the routine helps to guide you to the type of thinking required. For example, things like observing closely, uh, describing, reasoning with evidence, making connections, perspective taking and so on. And in order to be effective, it's really important that you establish first the type of thinking that you want to elicit from your participants and then choose the correct thinking routine for that task. So it's not all about the routine. It's actually about the thinking you want your participants to be doing. And the thinking routine is the scaffold or the vehicle for that thinking. It's not a rigid frame. And I believe one of the many powers of thinking routines is their flexibility. So there's such a wide variety of routines you can choose from. You can vary the way you work depending on the goals of your program or class. You can use the thinking routines individually for personal use, for personal development, or you can use them in groups as well. So it's really important to think about what pattern of behavior or thinking you want your participants to engage in and then think about which tool... thinking routine will best serve that purpose. So let's now look at why thinking routines are useful for us as educators and also for the audiences or participants or students that we work with. Well, Generally, I think that having a routine helps us to do things well. It helps us to be creative. It helps us to be productive. And I think good routines can be very freeing as they allow you to get some headspace and get rid of that constant decision making about what to do next. So I believe thinking routines are incredibly useful and really beneficial tools for you as an educator and for the participants themselves. So as a a guide or a museum educator, you can use Thinking Routines to structure your discussions and conversations around artworks or objects. And for the participants in your programme or your guided tour or your online session, the Thinking Routines helps them to make sense of the artwork or object you're discussing and helps them to think about it in an engaging and memorable way. So the stages of the thinking routine actually structure the conversation for both the educator and for the participant. And as a result, everyone knows what to expect. So for you as an educator, thinking routines provide a loose, flexible structure around which you can base the discussion of an artwork. And this flexible structure really serves as the backbone it helps you to organize your thoughts it helps you to know what to expect so there's no need for this sort of decision making about what questions you might want to ask ask next or where the discussion is going to go you really can plan what you're going to do in advance think about the type of thinking you would like your participants to be doing what your goal is for your program tour or session and then select the thinking routines and follow the steps. We can discuss um, how to select thinking routines in future episodes as well. So I believe the thinking routines really help your discussions to become a rounded whole rather than a sort of loose muddle of open-ended questions. And as I've said before, having this routine internalised really frees up your time and headspace to be more creative with your groups and gives you more energy to be really focusing on what your participants are saying. Also, thinking routines will also improve your questioning skills. So we all know that developing questioning skills is something we can all work on and constantly need to work on. And we'll be talking about this in future episodes, but we know it takes practice and effort. Um, But over time, we can all develop the ability to formulate better questions that get better responses from our participants. So in each thinking routine, the questions are carefully worded and this allows for multiple interpretations and really helps to open up discussions. And the wording of these questions in the routines also helps you as an educator form your own open-ended questions. And I think with repeated use, you'll find yourself automatically phrasing questions in the same way as the questions are In the thinking routines. I also think that thinking routines will really help you to master how and when you add information or your professional knowledge into your discussions. So they really allow information to be shared with your group in small amounts and at appropriate times, avoiding that big information dump or lecture that you might have given previously. And some thinking routines, like uh, See Think Wonder, for example, allow for participant questions during the wondering part, which is the last question, what are you wondering about? And you can answer these sorts of questions at any point during your discussion. You can also flip the routine um, and have it as wonder, see, think to get a list of things that participants are curious about right from the start. And finding out people's wonderings is a great way to know what they're really curious to know more about. Um, There are some other thinking routines such as think, puzzle, explore, the explanation game and layers. These also work as routines through which you could selectively add information at key points. And because the thinking routines are set up in steps, it really forces you to think about when you're going to add your information throughout the discussion. And as I always say, and I'm sure we'll come to this um, in future episodes, but information should be added in small amounts as and when necessary so the key point from all of this I think to take away from this episode is that thinking routines are incredibly flexible there are a huge number of them as I said I've collected more than 90 in my ultimate list and they can be adapted or modified to suit the needs of the group or educators can even create their own routines based on the visible thinking ones And in my membership program, I teach participants, I teach members to combine routines as well. So um, they may combine things like uh, See, Think, Wonder and the Three Whys to get a really deep, uh, engaged discussion going on an artwork. You can also choose different routines throughout a program, which would perhaps target different areas of thinking and keep the programme lively. Um, You're not going to be using the same routine at every stop or with every artwork. So I think that this sort of diversity and flexibility of visible thinking routines makes them really ideal for exploring ideas They spark curiosity, they provoke debates in a huge variety of contexts and environments. And I've used them in all types of museums, art museums, history museums, ethnographic museums, science museums, but also in places like historic houses, in nature and conservation, zoos, theatre and dance and so on. They really are very flexible. So ultimately they're more than just a strategy and and in my visible thinking in the museum method they are just one part of a four-step framework but they provide this structure for making meaning and I believe they give all participants young or old a chance to participate and interact in discussions around art objects and ideas. So if this has whetted your appetite and you're keen to learn more about thinking routines, join me on Friday 7th of May. I'm running a free online class at uh, 3pm, that's Central European Time, Amsterdam. And it's called Getting Started with Visible Thinking in the Museum. And it's a 60-minute class. And in this class, we'll cover the basics of understanding visible thinking and how it can be applied in the museum or heritage world with collections using my method. And you'll also learn your first thinking routines too. I'll teach you See, Think, Wonder and Headlines. So I'll leave the sign-up link in the show notes as well so that you can sign up for that. So that's it for today's episode, giving you a brief guide to thinking routines. I hope you have enjoyed it. Next time we'll be talking about questions, so join me then. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Bowne. You can find more art engagement resources by visiting my website, thinkingmuseum.com, And you can also find me on Instagram at Thinking Museum, where I regularly share tips and tools on how to bring art to life and engage your audience. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share with others and subscribe to the show on your podcast player of choice. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.